The following talk was given at Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Please visit our website at milehighchurch.org. So it might be good news or bad news for some of you that today part of this, uh, the service order is that the, the talk is shorter. <laughs> and the meditation is longer. <laughs> and that's good because meditation and inner reflection allows us, to, as I said earlier, a, a powerful deepening. And so the heart of this Christmas is in you and me. And I want to start out by, by reminding us all of one of the things that I love best about life and about this teaching. And that is that we live our life by our own perceptions of things. And so whether this is a holiday season that you celebrate Christmas or you celebrate the solstice or you celebrate Hanukkah or you celebrate uh, the end of the year Kwanzaa or New Year's or you don't want to do any of it or you're, you're having a great time or you're having a hard time or this year's been a tough year and so it feels different or you've lost a loved one and it feels different. All of that is very real for us. And at the same time, what we know about life and what we know about uh, conditions and what we know about Christmas is that it's within us to be with and reflect upon our perceptions of things and our current viewpoint and and sense of what's real and understand that it's ours. And so one of the tricks about life, one of the the things that makes us happiest is when we we take complete ownership for our own reaction and responses and we don't try to project them onto other people. So for Christmas time, what that might look like is I'm feeling a little bit frustrated and a little bit grumpy and a little bit grinchy for Christmas and everybody else should feel the same way as I am and anybody who's not feeling the same way as I am, I'm not happy with them, I'm grumpy about them, that sort of thing that we want people or we're really happy and why can't other people be happy because Christmas is so great, it's so magical, it's so wonderful, why are people depressed this time of year? And so all of it, all of it, The bottom line is, it is what we make it. So if it is what we make it, it's important for us with anything in life, and especially a big holiday where so much is going on, for us to take time to reflect upon it and to be with it as we are and as it currently feels to us and to assess it and to contemplate it and to deepen into it and to not miss the opportunity for growth and deepening and, and an engagement with the inner spirit that's available to us in everything, in every condition, in every situation. So no matter what we would say the, the mood of this holiday season is for us or the energy of this holiday season is for us, we have a chance to have a deeper reflection, a deeper look for ourselves. One of the, my favorite things that that great teacher Byron Katie uh, said that impacts me a lot and causes me to really pay attention in my relationships is she said, nobody ever really knows anybody else. All we really know is our perception of them, right? We never can know them. We, and that's why there are some people that we don't understand it because everyone seems to love them and we don't really like them very much and we don't understand. How do so many people love them? And we think it's about them when it's really most likely about our perception of them. 
And we're constantly projecting our perception of one another. And it is, it is in the relationships where we're willing to own that and look at that and evolve that, that there can become even greater love and connection and, and joy. And I would say that this is not only true of people, it's true of things like holidays, times of the year. It's an opportunity to look at what am I projecting onto this Christmas? What am I projecting onto this holiday season? What am I believing to be true about me within it and about what's going on around me? And how could I grow and deepen into whatever it is I'm currently believing such that this is a spiritually charged, growing, magnificent time for me? Something that really takes me into a deepened sense of myself. For me, the way that I tend to do that is I tend to look at the holiday season kind of like a dream interpretation. That's what Byron Katie's saying is that the dream interpreters will say when you have a dream, every element of the dream is some reflection of your own consciousness, your own beliefs, your own ideas, your own image of yourself. And so that's how interpretation takes place. And I would say that's true of life. Everything is a reflection of what's going on with us. It's neither good, bad, or indifferent. We are the ones who make it so. And so I go in to this holiday season usually with an invitation to look at the characters, the main characters that are in the story of Christmas and, in, and take a look at my perception of them and see if there's some way that my perception of them has evolved or could evolve to deepen me into the heart of Christmas. I have a, a very good friend. She's a, a, a minister in our teaching and a former nun. Her name is Reverend Dr. Kathleen Lenover. She's a very pure-hearted, sweet lady. And when she wants to express exasperation, she'll usually say, well, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. You know, pretty, ah! And so... Uh, I find it that as I've been working on this message today, it's Jesus, Mary, and Joseph for me. I'm doing a little bit different order than Kathleen says it. I'm doing Joseph, Jesus, and Mary today. But I'm inviting us into what you might call a metaphysical interpretation, uh, interpretation from me as a way to possibly say, well, here are some things to think about with this holiday and here's how we might actually do this with the characters, with the story. And it's interesting because the story itself is an ancient story that's been depicted in the Gospels and has been uh, grabbed onto by spiritual people. And I wanted to do this beautiful candle celebration because I wanted to rise us all up out of that stuff out of our own sense of this tradition is the best tradition or that tradition is the best tradition or they really got it right and out of that into a bigger picture to rise up out of our own belief systems from a faith standpoint, even from a biblical standpoint because the gospels, the four gospels that tell us the story of Jesus often don't even agree with one another. And, you know, one thing that if you look at the Gospels, we've also augmented the story over the years quite profoundly, like there was not a little drummer boy in the Gospels. <laughs> I know. Shocking, right, Ken? Not. And a lot of the animals that are depicted in the nativity scene, they're not even named in the Gospels. So we're making stuff up all the time, individually and collectively. 
So what's wrong with making it up now? But in order to do that, we've got to rise up out of our own, our own hanging on to my tradition, my beliefs, this is how it is. We've got to rise our consciousness up out of that into a greater idea of ourselves and our world. So I want to do that with these characters, to look at the interpretation of them, look at what we think was going on with them and what the meaning of that might be. So if we start with Joseph, imagine this, okay? This man, I believe that the Gospels indicate, or at least one of them does, that he was a widower who is now uh, marrying this young maiden, Mary, an older man marrying a younger woman. She shows up one day and says to him, I'm pregnant. And they haven't been together physically at all, sexually, and she says, God's the father. Sounds like one of those afternoon talk shows where they try to figure out who the baby daddy is, right? Demand genetic testing or something. <laughs> but Joseph, to his credit, in the Gospels, says, okay, and marries her anyway. And somehow has faith in her. Faith in her story faith in her belief that an angel has, has predicted that they are to be the parents of a very special child and moves forward in the process. Some of the, the stories that are not included in the Gospels, and I'm going to talk about that a couple times here, because there were stories that were written at that time that those who put the Gospels together said, well, we're not going to include those. Uh, talk about how his friends tried to talk him out of it, and they thought something was up. I, I mean, just imagine from a human standpoint, the leap of faith one has to have in order to marry this girl who says, that she is carrying the Son of God. And how that translates to you and me is that there's a part of us, I think, that is deeply skeptical about our own magnificence, deeply skeptical about the, the light that we carry, deeply skeptical, skeptical about what it is that's possible for us to birth into the world. And that shows up in our constant stories of unworthiness, our sometimes unwillingness to step out and take risks and, and move forward in the direction of our, our deepest desires. And even at times, a deep part of us that says, this is what I must do. And the human part going, uh-uh, oh, I'm not going to do that. No, no, no. Who, who am I to do that? But Joseph said, okay. And despite conditions of the world, the other thing I think Joseph represents is the part of us that's willing to set aside our logic at times for the sake of miracles. I certainly know that there have been times in my life and in the life of people that I have walked through this experience with where something happened that just defies logic. How did that occur? Where did that come from? How did that get here? How did, what does that mean? And we want to explain it. We want to figure it out. But there is this mystical, magical aspect of life that Joseph calls us into that says, trust. Trust. Step forward in faith. And he did. And he married the girl. And he took care of her. And he allowed that child to be his own. And so then we go on to Jesus, who is the babe. 
you'll find, of course, in our teaching, and if you come to our candlelights, which you hope, we hope you certainly will, that we believe in this teaching that Jesus was a great way shower, birthed into this world, and as he grew older, uh, became a minister who, who awakened humanity to its spiritual magnificence through his words, through his stories, through his deeds, through his healings. We believe in this great way shower, and we believe that, as our founder said, he was not the great exception, but was the great example. And that the Gospels tell us time and time again of Jesus pointing to us and saying, I'm not that special. You are that which I am too. The kingdom of heaven is within you. Then that you can do all that I do and more. And that the great deepened theme of life and even in, of Christmas is will you birth the light that was, is shining through you? It's already there. Will you birth it? Will you let it have its way through you? What is in the way? And it might be some of the things we were talking about with Joseph, beliefs or ideas or stories about why this can't be a magnificent Christmas because blah, 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 whatever it might be. But deep inside each one of us, no matter what's occurred this year, no matter what's occurred in your life, no matter what's occurred in this holiday season, no matter whether you're going to be alone or you're going to be with your favorite people on the whole planet, it doesn't matter. The conditions don't matter because the birth is seeking expression through us. Just like Joseph and Mary had to travel to Bethlehem for the census. Here she is pregnant out to here and she's traveling and going and this, this little child is seeking birth through these extraordinary conditions and the times, the political times were, were very troubling and upset and still, still, the birth of a great way shower took place. And Jesus grew into one who would inspire humanity throughout the ages to, to claim the spiritual truth. The spiritual truth. Now, I suggest that he grew into this. Again, when I was in ministerial school, I studied some of the books that were not, the stories that were not included in the canon of the Bible that show stories about Jesus evolving. Some of us think that enlightenment or our spiritual uh, magnificence will show up in some flash moment. And while we might have had transcendent moments in our life, the thing that got me kicked out of catechism is that I have a firm belief, and had, that was 13 years old. I was 13 years old, and I had a firm belief that humans who are born on this planet evolve and grow, and those who will tend to their spiritual life will grow a consciousness and a light that is Christ-like. And that any human can do that. And that I believe that's what Jesus was trying to say to us. Be the Christ. He was a Christ. Christ in the Greek word means uh, anointed one, Christos, anointed one. He never claimed to be the one and only Christ. There have been many before him and many since him. And each one of us can birth that Christ light to the degree that we become willing to see and own and claim our own light and to recognize that we are all evolving and growing into it, just as he did. 
And as he grew into it and evolved and did his spiritual work and meditated and prayed and and kept the relationship with his divine sense of the Father, he grew into a being who was a way shower and an example. And you and I can do that too. The world is waiting for each one of us to become and to express this divine light, to be the Christ. And so every time Christmas rolls around, it's an invitation for us to embrace this truth of ourselves with great spiritual courage, no matter what. And indeed, sometimes the more challenging the Christmas holiday may seem, that is the tension of the greatness that is seeking expression through us. Don't miss it. Don't set it aside. Don't let it not happen. Allow the birth to occur. And then, of course, Mary, the mother carrying, carrying the seed. I know that as a, uh, when I was pregnant with my son, I was a lot more diligent with myself. I was diligent about my rest. I was diligent about my body. I was diligent about what I ate and what I didn't drink and what I didn't do. I was diligent because the stakes were high. I was carrying a beloved being. I was into meditating and feeling connection with this being. I was fascinated and I would have to say that my very favorite time in this physical body, this life so far has been when I was pregnant with Jesse Wentker. It was an amazing, miraculous time. And then even after he was born, to, to experience feeding him and knowing that my body could, could provide the nursing and sustenance that he needed to grow was just an amazing experience. The whole thing was amazing. The birth, the whole process. But it also had its challenges. When it came time to actually give birth, there was a lot of resistance. Yeah. <laughs> right? And the same is true for you and for me. We are like Mary, and that each one of us is carrying this divine light, this Christ light that seeks expression through us. And sometimes we don't feel worthy of it. We don't feel enough. It's almost like it feels as though sometimes the more we hear about and can sense the greatness of the light that lives within us, sometimes that greatness can feel like a burden. And we want to set it aside. We want to push it aside. We want to tell ourselves that it doesn't matter. Christmas isn't important. The holidays aren't important. It's gotten too commercial. I don't have anybody with me. There's nothing going on. It's too this, it's too that. But all the while, all the while, like Mary, we wander through those conditions and the birth is seeking expression, experience through us and the resistance are the birth pangs And at some point, there comes a a point, and it could be this Christmas where we say, yeah, I'm willing. I'm willing to be the light. I'm willing to shine the light. The Christ light is born in me. And that, that is Christmas. And that is the heart of Christmas. Our service today is designed to say, let's prepare the way. Thank you for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. If you'd like to make a donation, visit us at milehighchurch.org.